there is very prone to something called hygrol fatigue. So ah. with hygrol fatigue, when, and you know, with us being curly, like oftentimes we, we leave it wet for a minute or, you know, it, it, you put more water on it than most. Yeah. Um, so it's very prone to hygrol fatigue and that's where the cuticle expands when the hair gets wet and then it shrinks back. And that constant expansion and shrinking, expansion, contraction, um, that can lead to breakage. And you, I, like I always can tell when, um, when my curly girls are suffering from hygro fatigue, I'm like, you know, we need to pre-poo. When you pre-poo, the oil goes into um, your hair and then it prevents too much expansion or contraction. I'm Jackie Reed. Emmy Award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show, and thank you for tuning in. This episode is the third and final in a series on vegan natural hair care products. So if you missed the first two, be sure to go back and listen, but you can definitely just listen to this one first. And if you are, then you may have missed the fact that I am on my own natural hair care journey. I did the big chop back in January and I have been trying to just figure out how to style and just love my natural hair. And since I'm vegan, I wanted to talk to some folks in the industry who know about vegan products as well as how to maintain healthy hair. And my guest today is definitely one of those people. Lulu Cadero is the CEO and founder of Bomba Curls, an all-natural, non-toxic, premium, Dominican-style line of hair care products developed to celebrate curly hair. Lulu saved up for 10 years in order to launch Bomba Curls and did so in August of 2019. Today, we talk about her company, her ingredients, maintaining healthy hair, and business during COVID. I should note, this interview was recorded back in May. So let's get to it. Hi, Lulu. Yes. Hi, Jackie. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> so it's happy great to have you here. I love talking about you know my natural hair care journey and just hearing from other women particularly someone who's creating products and you are self-made you know what i mean this started from the ground up and now like i said you have this empire so i want to before we talk about bomba curls i want to talk to you about just how you're doing you know during covid during this whole racial uprising that we're having in this country. Um, how are you doing with everything and how has that impacted you and your business? So it's been uh, just a heavy time, yeah. just a heavy time in general, um, as you mentioned, yes, with COVID and everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and you know the rest of those that we've lost. Um, but yeah, it's been heavy and for myself and the team, you know, there were days when we just didn't know, we just weren't here because Bomba Curls is a celebration, right? right? And I always say that it's about celebrating our, our flavor, our roots, literally and figuratively. Mm. 
And, um, you know, with all that that's been going on, it's been very difficult to kind of get on that celebratory wavelength. Um, it was for, you know, for a few weeks there, but, um, you know, we, we've realized that it was important for us to continue to keep celebrating and keep celebrating our blackness, keep celebrating our hair, keep, keep celebrating to help people feel positive and to help them get through um, as best we could through all of this that's been going on. But yeah, it's just been a time of reflection and prayer and trying to just stay in the positive and stay in tune with that purpose because Mama Curls is a purpose-driven brand that it is about just celebrating who you are, so. Yeah, how about you and your family and loved ones health-wise uh, mm -hmm. with COVID, you guys been good? Yeah, yeah, so, well, my mom, she lives in the Bronx in New York for Whoa. a long while. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, a hot spot. And she's a little older. Um, so that was scary. Um, you know, we, we are seeing how now things are getting a little better. But my dad lives in Florida, <laughs> which has mm. now become the new hot spot. Um, and, and we're ba based out of Florida. So, you know, we've been taking our, you know, extra precautions. We have our PPE on and wearing our masks and just trying to stay healthy and navigate through this new world. It's a new world. You know, I was um, on social media today as, you know, who's not? I'm on every day, it feels like all the time. But, you know, there's this new um, statue in, in Bristol and uh, over in Europe and it's of a black woman you know a black lives matter protester and she's got her fist in the air and she's got natural hair and I just my eyes just I just had tears in my eyes when I saw that because I feel like you know it's it's an empowering moment you know mm -hmm. what I mean when when there is that decision I think for women to wear their natural hair for women of color particularly you know Viola Davis recently talked about, and she's talked about it before, you know, making that decision on the red carpet. I think, I don't know if it was the Golden Globes or, um, or the Oscars to, you know, not wear a wig and to wear her natural hair, you know, which was short, probably about the length of mine that mine is now under this wig. You know, there just seems to be this empowering thing that means more now than ever, giving this, you know, racial unrest that's going on, not just in this country, but around the world. And I know that that's something that's important to you, you know, empowering women, um, you know, not just celebrating curls, but empowering women of, of culture. Um, why do you think that it is, that, that women with natural hair continue to have a moment, even in Hollywood, even, you know, in, in media, you know, we're now seeing women with natural hair more and more. Um, why do you think that that's happening? Well, <laughs> Oh, there are so many layers to that onion. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. So um, I know, so for me, um, I went natural back in 2004. Mm. And um, I come from a culture that does not often celebrate Blackness um, and places a stigma, yeah. really and truly, with all things Black. Um, and 
in me going natural, like I went natural because I was changing my life and trying to live a more natural, clean lifestyle. Therefore, that meant I'm going natural. I'm going to stop relaxing my hair and get rid of all the toxins and all those chemicals. And I was just doing that for me. Yeah. Um, I then was met with a response from the world around me, like, what are you doing? You know, it was kind of treated almost like an act of rebellion um, to embrace myself, embrace my hair, embrace the hair as it grows out of my head. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite comprehend that, you know, we are all beautifully made. Yeah. Um, so that to do that and for it to be taken as an act of rebellion to love oneself as um, a black woman, as a woman of color, for for me that, you know, that was just very telling <laughs> of, yeah. of society that we live in that for a black woman to embrace herself as she is, that somehow offends you. Um, and as we saw, you know, the natural hair movement has grown and it's blossomed into this beautiful, I, I like to say it was this little tiny little seed and now it's blossomed into this beautiful garden. And we're seeing, you know, all these women, all these textures, all these curl patterns, just, you know, rocking it and embracing who they are. And I think that that's, you know, it's been a movement and it's been a movement in the making and we, we've been seeing, you know, I think it's gradually becoming more not acceptable, accepted by those around us. You know, they're seeing natural hair more and more. So then people are saying, well, okay, I think it's okay for me to, you know, embrace who I am and and see what my natural hair looks like underneath. (laughs) Underneath. And develop this new relationship with it, and we will figure each other out. Um, But yeah, I think it's just been an evolution. You know, it's just evolution that's been happening over time, and I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see that now people are learning to um, embrace beauty in all its flavors. Yeah, um, and understand that beauty doesn't just look like one thing, and it's not just straight silky straight hair and you know it doesn't have to the the standard view doesn't have to be quite so eurocentric right yeah yeah you know and i wish that i had done it sooner it actually took me like three years to get to the point that i was ready to do it because i was like okay i need a plan because i am on television every day and you know this from because from the women that you met from your own experience when you're learning about this as i said in my introduction you know, I'm trying out products, you know, I put stuff in my hair, my hair is white all of a sudden, you know what I mean? How long is that going to take? You know what I mean? And I'm trying, is, am, am I going to, you know, are the curls going to pop? You know, I've learned so much lingo, <laughs> you know, how do I make my curls pop? How do I do this? How to do that? So, you know, I didn't want to do that on TV every day. So I was like, okay, let me get this wig and just have a consistent look while I'm figuring it out. And I, you know, it's like, I, I washed my hair this weekend and I looked at it after I put everything in and I was like, okay, okay, oh, we're, okay I'm getting this. I'm getting the hang of it. I know, but it's like, even though I wanted to do it sooner, I mean, it just seems like today there's, there's such 
um, so much variety and what you can choose out there as far as products, so many YouTube videos, right, for advice. It's, I mean, since you did this so long ago, does it seem like a different ball game now for women with natural hair, particularly if they're just starting? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's a world of resources now available that were not available way back in the Stone Age <laughs> of the natural hair movement. Right. Like I, wish I had all this information and I wish that YouTube were out back then. Um, and, you know, we had all these people that had already done it, right? Yeah. Um, I like to say that there's, you know, those of us that have been there, you know, done that, got the t-shirt and wore it. Yeah. And now, you know, because of going through these experiences, we want to make it easier for those, you know, those are that, that are just entering the journey. Um, so, I mean, I think it's fabulous that we have all these products, all these options, because it, it's like a buffet. You know, you can figure out, well, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. Um, and now, too, we're seeing that a lot of the products are more natural which is fabulous because so many of the products that are marketed to our communities are not quite so clean and healthy. Right, right. So it just makes me happy to have all these resources and all these products and all these things for our curly girls. Yeah, you know, it was interesting that so many women, myself included, wanted to move away from relaxers because of toxins and because mm -hmm. of those chemicals. And then for a while there, a lot of the products um, for natural hair also had toxins and chemicals. Why was it important for you, Lulu, to not, to, you know, to have a toxin-free, all-natural, like truly all-natural product out there for women? Yeah, so there's, that answer is a two-tiered answer. <laughs> um, so for me, um, when I went natural as an embracing a natural lifestyle way back in the day, um, I became more conscious of not only what I was putting into my body, but using on my body. And then um, that just made me, you know, want to read this and read that. And then that led me to get super frustrated with the products that were out there that were available, um, you know, to me. Yeah. And so I had to become like the kitchen chemist <laughs> and start doing stuff at home. Right. Um, but then too, it's also important for me to, um, offer just clean products for our community. Like it's really that simple because, because I am someone that like, this is the lifestyle that I live. Um, it's important for me to also offer healthier options to, you know, other people out there because it's so, so frustrating to me, um, when, you know, you you read all these studies and you see all, all these things, all these issues that are very prevalent in our communities, um, like from breast cancer, uh, early onset of puberty and all kinds of thyroid issues and all these things that are tied to a lot of the products that we use and a lot of those products that are marketed to us. And why can't we also have cleaner options? Well, I'm just gonna make it for us. I love that. And what about the decision to, um, you know, not use ingredients that come from animals and to, to make this a vegan product? Um, you know, was that intentional not to test on animals? 
was that a tough decision to find um you know someone to put together you know to, to find a company to work with um to mm -hmm. distribute and make your product that followed those same guidelines yes yes so um because i've been vegetarian for so 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 long <laughs> Um, and I love animals. I love animals with all of my heart. I have like, I have my little Shih Tzu. <laughs> I have two. What? Ah! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, the they're the best. They're they're just so smart and loving. But right. And so cute. What's cuter yes. than Shih Tzu? I love them. They look like little Ewoks. <laughs> right. Yes, they do. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> How we're like going crazy for our little babies yes. <laughs> but, but yeah you know i love animals and that was also one of the reasons why um i decided to you know not consume meat um you know and and, and make that change in my life like all those years ago um so you know it was not hard for me to when i was creating these products to make sure they were all plant-based, plant-powered, because I know the power of plants. So, yeah. um, and then too, at the time when I was um, like first, first, first formulating Bomba Curls products, I was pre-med. So I have the chemistry background and I understand when it comes to formulating, like, well, we can, okay, well, this is a, a plant-based alternative that we can use and what, why don't we try this particular ingredient and there are so many um, just natural really a hundred percent natural products out there that are effective yeah. as effective if not more effective than the synthetic item that's offered out there and um, it's my manufacturer they, they know that and <laughs> they know <laughs> And they know, you know, my standards when it comes to creating these products. And sometimes it could be a little bit more expensive, but that doesn't matter because we will not sacrifice quality and we will not sacrifice how effective something is just for the sake of, you know, saving two cents. Mm -hmm. No man. Okay. I love hearing that. I love that. I love that. So, okay. Now let's get personal. So I am, you know, and people... Tell me what you think about this, Lulu, because you know, I'm always talking to friends of mine, women that I meet about the whole natural journey, and I'm always learning. And one girlfriend of mine said to me, because I was like, well, my hair, my sister's been natural for years, and my hair is just like her. And I say, well, I have 4C hair, and as I look at it, I'm like, it's 4C. You know, but my girlfriend said to me, that's, that's almost like saying good hair, bad hair. How, where do you fall on the whole 4C, like the whole? Okay, so, okay. So yes, the, the curl typing, curl pattern, you know, the 4B, 4C, all that. Yeah. Elemental P. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's, it serves its purpose as far as like being able to identify one thing versus the other as far as um you know if i'm explaining what one particular item does it is you, you could just call it wavy hair or more a more tightly curled uh pattern or a zigzag pattern it's just a million different ways of, of 
saying pink. I could call it magenta. I could call it fuchsia. I could call it whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's no such thing as good hair, bad hair. There's healthy hair, you know what I mean? And then, the, you know, there's hair that maybe needs a little bit more nourishment because it's got some kind of hair dye in it and, and damage because of that. But I, I hate to hear that good hair, bad hair, because I grew up having to hear about good hair, bad hair, pelo bueno, pelo malo. Mm. And um, growing up, like, I, I thank the Lord every day that I wake up that I had the mother that I had um, because she really, really very, very, very early on in my life just made sure to instill in me that pride because she knew that I was going to grow up in a world that did not see the beauty in curly hair, kinky hair, whatever you want to call it. She, you know, she, she was ahead of her time <laughs> as far as that. Yeah. And um, that was really, really important because those moments did come when I had to hear comments from certain family members or people in the street even, you know, wow. like, oh, hair. Oh, when are you going to do something about that hair? You really need to fix it. Um, and that's wow. another thing I hate to hear. I hate to hear when are you going to fix your hair? Because the implication behind that statement is that something is broken about it. Yeah. And nothing is broken about my hair. Right. So. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Well said. So, okay. So let's get personal. So I got this, we'll call it 4C for today. Healthy, beautiful yes. head of hair um, <laughs> under this wig. I probably got about four inches now, maybe a little bit longer. And I'm like, what of the bumba curl? Because I'm always confused, Lulu, about what to use first. Like, okay, shampoo, conditioner, and then like maybe once a week, I may wash my hair right right now with the routine that I'm on. And then like, what am I doing? Like, what do you recommend doing every day when you get up? Okay, first let's do wash day. Take me through wash day from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so. And what of Bomba Curl products I should use for my hair? Okay, well, the good thing about Bomb Curls products is that they're super, super versatile. Oh, good. Um, yes, I, and that was on purpose because I know when I went natural and first was trying to figure out well, what works for me, what doesn't, um, one of the things that can get confusing is all, all these products, and it can be intimidating, you know, when you're in the aisle at wherever, and you're like, okay, do I do I need a co-wash or a shampoo? Do I do I need you know a curl cream or curl custard? Do I you know what yeah. what is any of this? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Um, with the, and two, it depends too on what my hair is telling me. What what she's saying she needs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but typically, like wash day, um, I would pre-poo with the oil. Pre-pooing is very, very, very important for us curly girls. I've never heard of pre-pooing before. What you need that? to pre-poo. Yes, pre-poo to protect. <laughs> <laughs> so our hair is very prone to something called high growth fatigue. So wow. with high growth fatigue, when and you know, with us being curly, like oftentimes we, we leave it wet for a minute or, you know, it, it, we put more water on it than most. Yeah. Um, so 
it's a very prone to hypofatigue and that's where the cuticle expands when the hair gets wet and then it shrinks back and that constant expansion and shrinking expansion contraction um, that can lead to breakage and you I like I always can tell when um when my curly girls are suffering from hygro fatigue I'm like you know we need to pre-poo when you pre-poo the oil goes into um your hair and then it prevents too much expansion or contraction from happening uh-huh. and so you prevent the breakage so I that for me like starting to pre-poo that was one of the things too that helped me a lot with length retention. I always tell people like, I'm this longest my hair has ever been in my life. Like mm-hmm. always, it was just, even when I was a little kid with my natural curls, pre-relaxer, <laughs> it was always shoulder length. Yeah. Um, but but pre-pulling does help with length retention. It just helps maintain things healthy and strong and shiny. And it prevents your hair from getting stripped too much mm-hmm. um, when you do continue with wash day so pre-poo okay pre-poo, put a little oil on just let it hang out there for 15 20 minutes ah okay yes yes and then wash um now okay. do you co-wash or do you wash wash so that was going to be the next thing i was going to say <laughs> so we we have the great debate of the shampoos and 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 sulfate free and co-washing and all that stuff so it really does depend on on your scalp it's as simple as that scalp is skin scalp is skin so i tell people well, what would your arm look like if you never washed it you know if all you did was just apply lotion to it every day for a year what would your arm that skin start to look like not too clean, not yeah. too healthy, and not, not too good for you. So um, it's important if you're somebody that uses like a lot of product or, you know, you sweat a lot or any of these things, you do have to clarify your scalp. You do have to clean it. Um, there are a lot of options out there now, too, that are becoming available, like the charcoals. But um, depending on what kind of sulfate you use, um, you know, you, you would need to bust up that buildup, you know, and you can do that once a month or how, however often, depending on what your scalp is telling you. Mm-hmm. You have to please, please, please monitor the health of your scalp. Um, there have been like so many cases where people do um, forego, like literally will go an entire year with co-washing and I've seen it happen where they develop, you know, fungus on, on the scalp because scalp is skin. And we want to have healthy, healthy, happy scalp skin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yes, I, I do um, clarify like probably every four, between four to six weeks. And then I like to co-wash um, in between then and, you know, just make sure my scalp is nice and happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but monitor that scalp health. Good. Very well said there. Okay, conditioning. Do you, you know, do you condition and let it sit while you're in the shower? If you're not, not deep condition, but do you condition, let it sit, you know, or do you just condition a minute and then it's gone? So do you want me to walk you through Dominican wash day? (laughs) 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 Oh, (laughs) Because 
say that Bamba is very much so inspired by like the hair care secrets of back home and the hair care secrets that I grew up with. Yeah. It would be sacrilegious to do wash day without deep conditioning. You have to deep condition. You have to like, you just have to do it. So yeah. shampoo, apply your deep conditioner. You know, I like to just do my laundry. <laughs> Okay. Start a <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for a while. <laughs> for a while. Gotta do something. That's all about that. And you know, rinse it off. And once that's done, like you can just put conditioner on for like a minute, and yeah, you know, all with the rest of your of your routine and whether after you wash off the conditioner if that's applying a gel or applying a leave-in well must do a leave-in um or some kind of cream styler whatever it is that you know your hair likes yeah. in my case that's the lock method the loc method the leave-in oil cream got you got you okay and then what about every day what about just you're getting up you know you're going out of the house for the day when we get back to that, you know, what, what is it like every day? I'm still kind of figuring out that routine for myself. Do you um, use the silk bonnet to sleep at night to protect your I use, you know what I use? I use a, a satin scarf. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So like once you do that to keep, you know, your curls nice and protected. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully you are also sleeping on a silk pillowcase. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. I have a satin pillowcase and I have the scarf in case it slides off in the middle of the night. Then I still got the pillowcase as a backup. <laughs> and it doesn't, why does it slide off? I don't know what I'm doing in my sleep. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Mama's going to have to come out with like the sleep proof bonnet. <laughs> yes, let me tell you. That would be something. <laughs> I would. I would love that. So what, what do you do like every day? Do you do a, cause sometimes I worry about putting too much product in my hair. Right, yes, and, and you can do that. Um, and you don't want to do that because it'll just weigh down your hair and yeah. we don't we want the curls to pop. But um, if I'm just doing like my regular wash and go style, take down my scarf, um, put a little oil on and go in my scalp and kind of fluff things back up. Um, and just leave them be if I'm doing that. Cause also I, you know, I, I don't want to complicate life. We are, we gotta go, we got work to do, things need yes. to get done. Yes. Um, and if your bonnet did the trick, then you should be good. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the next day. But yeah, typically it's just that, take down the scarf, fluff it back up with a little oil and head out. Um, if I got any frizz or anything like that going on, um, I would typically apply what I'm currently testing <laughs> on my hair. <laughs> up and coming, coming oh, soon. Yes, yes, yes. To smooth out any little parts that might have had frizz. But other than that, go. Or protective style. We love yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> My hair has been able, like, I'm not doing anything to it. I mean, when I'm not doing things like this, I don't have a wig on. And when I'm out working out or moving around, it is just my hair. 
Um, and sometimes I'll put a wrap on it um, just because I'm still getting used to, and it has no style, no shape whatsoever. <laughs> so it is a bit like I need to get those stylus really quickly as when, you know, when we can. Um, but Lulu, thank you so much for being my guest on the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. You are delightful. And now that I know you are a Shih Tzu lover as well. Oh my God. I, yes. I yes, right? <laughs> oh my God. So We're like mine is sleeping over there, but he won't come over. She's, I don't want to wake her up. She's like, Called up and then another one sleeping behind me in my chair. It's like they're everywhere, but I love them. But thank you so much. And where can people uh, find you? Where can they? I know you have social media, and let's let's tell people where they can find out more about Bomba Curls. Yes, so we are available on bombacurls.com. Pretty soon we'll be up on Amazon as well. (laughs) But yes, bombacurls.com. Follow us at bombacurls. Uh, on Instagram and follow us on Facebook. Show us some love, support. We love to see it. We love to be a part of everyone's hair journeys and we just want to make it easy. So, Well, easy is, is what we all need right about now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lulu, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Jack. It was so fun. That does it for this episode of the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. And that wraps up my vegan natural hair care series. I hope you learned a lot. I know I did. Please follow Lulu on social media at Bomba Curls and go to bombacurls.com to learn more about the company and to order products. And if you like what you hear on this show, please take a moment and leave a comment and subscribe. I would appreciate your support. Until next time, everybody, stay safe and stay sane.